Hello? Sorry. Hello? Now I've got Wait, to remember what What are we doing again? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Hello? Wait, what, what are we doing hey, again? Here. Wait. <laughs> Wait, what are we doing? Wait. Oh, I don't know. That's all right. <laughs> anything goes. Oh, anything goes. I love it so Let it. Let's get right up in that lap, Chloe. Ooh, yeah. Hello. 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 I'm good, thank you, my darling Chloe Black. How are you? I'm very good, very good. <laughs> I'm, going, very I'm, nice come, I'm coming over all posh now. Oh, yes, very, very posh. Well, you know, making a podcast in this day and age is as good as getting a night. <laughs> yes, that's right. Chloe Black and Hermione Giltas, OBE. <laughs> is that right? OBE? This is podcasting. We... <laughs> yes, definitely. I think. Dame Dame Gilchrist and Dame Black. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason. <laughs> We've made it. We've arrived. Oh. But yeah. I feel like I've arrived arrived and exploded in my, you know, hotel room and just then my stuff's everywhere again, like it was in my old house. Yeah, right. Oh, great. You've made yourself at home. That's good. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have made this into a lovely rat's nest. No. <laughs> Not really. It's just... I put together a piece of furniture today and um, the instructions were so illegible that it hasn't quite worked. Right. And so I've just gone, oh, near enough is good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Given up. We have, was at a coffee table, but you end up building a bird cage instead. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a fine barn. <laughs> There's no barn English. What does that mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. There's no uh, how's your um how's your week been? Pretty good. Pretty good. I um I got my son with me for holidays. And so it's been a challenge to try and find activities, but um some of them have been rewarding. We went to uh, like a, a what, I, what, what I guess could be described as like a board game festival today, like this little community centre in the two suburbs over was just hosting a game day where for five bucks they had like about 20, 30 games you could just pick from and um, play with your mates. And so Max and I and my friend Kyla and her friend Dan, we played this game, um, Tiny Epic Quest, um, <laughs> which was crazy. Like one of those games where it's like the first round was all well, the first half hour was learning the rules <laughs> and then like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then we didn't even complete the game because we ran out of time to finish it but um and then max and i um well max ended up playing a game called castle panic with these twin boys at the, the and so you know it was just that thing that kids do where they just suddenly make friends and it doesn't matter who you are or what's going on suddenly everyone's um just the best of buddies yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had a, my daughter made a friend in Ikea once and for at least an hour they were inseparable. Yeah, right, yeah. This little girl was in our trolley and I was chatting with the mum and I've still got them in my phone. But every now and then you go, I don't think I'm going to contact them because that was a perfect precious moment. But yeah. it was kind of like you kind of want to see how they do it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Do you remember us from Ikea? <laughs> yeah, like four years I wonder ago. If, like, yeah. I wonder if they're like, we need a lot of family. Yeah, which one are you? <laughs> oh, well, they could. They, yeah, they. It's been a, it's been a good. I mean, I've been thinking a lot this last couple of days about m- the making and and losing of of friends, which can happen yeah. partly because 
I was thinking about it because I woke up and realised that someone who I followed on Twitter has unfollowed me. Oh. And I was like, oh, I felt sad. And um, and then I looked up this article on this psychology magazine about why wanting to be liked is different from needing to be liked. Yeah. And if you feel like this massive need to be liked, it means that you're not okay with yourself. And I was yeah. thinking, yeah, I'll use that. I'll use that to salve my bruised ego. Yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> but you just want to know. You want to know what did I do? What exactly was it? What yeah, did I do? Isn't it weird? I, I find that like as I get older, I can't lose all caring about that. I mean, I don't know. I guess isn't it the cliche that comedians are just disparate, broken people that need the um, adulation of strangers? <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm not. I think that's all performers. I'm not. Chloe. I'm not I don't think yeah. that's <laughs> I'm not desperate, all right? I'm just broken. (laughs) That's my new new slogan on my my new T-shirt. I'm not desperate, I'm broken. (laughs) (laughs) I like the okay. Oh, that's good. Actually, it's funny. Josh Josh Earl tweeted this lovely romantic picture of him at his wedding and and my first response was, I'm never going to get married. (laughs) 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 And it's like, particularly want to get married but every time I get into yeah. a new situation with someone I find myself fantasizing about it mm. it's like this, this this incredible allure and pull and I am you like, know. I feel that I am ideologically um, <laughs> opposed Someone, <laughs> but you know what patriarchically speaking I'm not I'm not a huge fan yeah. surname wise all that all that stuff but yeah. someone did this wonderful um Someone did this wonderful tweet. It was like, here, please don't flirt with me. I'm going to start imagining our life together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've met a few new friends in the in the past few weeks and it is kind of, I mean, what is it? If you fancy them even a little bit, you find yourself going, Oh, before you know it, you've concocted this plot about yeah, how you yeah. might get together with this exactly. person. Mm. And, you know, all odds can be overcome, all obstacles can be surmounted. It's like, yeah. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I remember <laughs> trying to aware. write down my feelings about, like, about people, I guess, I guess. But I remember I had a thing in that I was writing for my comedy show where it's like, um, well, it's about bisexuality, but it's about seeing genders a little bit differently. Like I see some people and I'm like, in my mind's eye, we're doing it in the back alleyway in about another minute and a half. And in this other part of me, it's like with other people, I'm looking at them and in my mind, we're opening an uh, Airbnb and bookshop. Um. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Travelling the world as successful writers. Yeah, you know, right. eating, eating a cheese plate in that weird amazing like b&b that you saw once <laughs> yeah that's right exactly and so it's kind of strange how they, yeah, they kind of there's so those opposing conflicting views just like you know and you can imagine such different lives like you can imagine being really happy being at the center of a social whirlwind life in london or you can imagine being a total hermit in the alps in finland and you just think well, I don't know what I want, do I? Yeah. You're a fucking insane. That's what I find myself saying to myself. Yeah. I don't think you're a safe person for anybody to fancy. Really. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that the person who unfollowed me would go, "Yep, you're too much. You should really dial out now." And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, 
Okay. Mm. <laughs> Look, I don't know. I think there's a there's a great deal of truth to you can't love someone until yeah. you love yourself. Yeah. Loving yourself in Australia makes you sound really cocky. I mean, I think I was always like, yeah, I've just I've had friends people unfriend me recently, and I'm like, oh man, I'm too old to care. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I'm like, really? Is that the what? Is this the 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 way things are now? It's like you know. It's like I don't talk to that person anymore. It has the you know I've unfriended them. It's the new I don't talk to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there's and some friendships die a really natural death, and some have you know some friendships have complete life cycles where they actually grow and change, and yeah. you know they get resurrected. They they sort of die down again. I've got I've got sort of these these web threads that connect me to people all over the world, to various levels, and some mm. have really made. The- to stay in touch with and yeah yeah communicating with and some I just don't really I love them and isn't it weird like the algorithms I guess that play into it like you know I have over 1500 friends but like um you know I only catch so many of them in my feed and every now and again you see that awful post that people make where they go I only want 10 of my friends will see that please copy and repost this to make sure that I can be seen by you it's like please it's like those chain letters. Yeah, if that's you right. don't copy and send it along, you're going to die of leprosy of the eyeballs. And it's like, <laughs> far out. I don't need this yeah. And it's abusive. <laughs> exactly. Leprosy of the eyeballs. That's the worst. I haven't got that chain letter. <laughs> I've got the. I have made a, I've made a few new friends on Twitter recently. Yeah. And been, been sort of enjoying having these parasocial relationships, which is this great term. Which yeah, is like so a paralegal yeah. is like preparing a case and paramedic is like who looks after you before it's like this idea that these these social interactions are actually full of potential and they're quite they're quite good yeah. in one way. They're also quite dangerous not, in not other ways. As if, in, well, if you're a so not para as in uh, running alongside of, but para as in No, not um parallel. No, I don't think yeah. I think it'd be like paraglide. Okay. I mean, so the play, the, para, the, the I think like, yeah, yeah, leading. It's what happened. Leading into social, but it's it's parasocial because it's not. Yeah. I don't know if it's if it's not happening in traditional. Yeah. Way. Maybe, maybe we can have a quick uh, quick um, Google search for the definition. But yeah, I mean, I have these friendships though, which are so strange that are just purely built on, especially when I transition, like somehow. Facebook knows and you you end up you know through circles of intertwining like people you kind of have these friends that become your online trans friends and I have about four or five of them that have just sort of stuck around there's a a woman who's a pilot in um I think Ohio or something and then there's another woman who's this longboard long distance skateboarder she has a goal she has to skate from coast to coast in the U.S. next year and then but, like, why Facebook has just picked them to stick around? Like, I always catch up on them and then I catch a bit of their life here and there. <laughs> like, totally. I've, I've got this friend and I don't know how old this, this young person is, but they have a bit of grief because of their gender identity at home. Hmm. And every now and then I just send them sort of an encouraging parental comment, you know, yeah. like, you, it's okay, you'll get through this, you know, it's, 
and and I really have started to care about this person. Mm-hmm. I want them to be happy and well, but I don't want to freak them out. And I think because I, you know, when I'm, especially when I'm mentally unwell, which I am sometimes going through a period of real anxiety and self-doubt and just cringingly awful, yeah. you know, inter- internal <laughs> monologues. Yeah. And, um, and that's when I feel like I'm, I think that's what I did to this person who unfollowed me. I just, I, I pursued them with too much enthusiasm that mm. was, as far as they could tell, completely ungrounded and, and, and like random. And I was like, I can imagine that I could be quite scary. And <laughs> they'd go, maybe I'd better not be in this person's life. And I'm mm. like, yeah, no harm, no doubt. I actually think that's fine. Yeah. That's totally fine. Yeah. And I think it's wanting the friendship. The wanting is actually the danger. You yeah. shouldn't have to want to. Someone. Well, that's the thing is like, you know, with, there's current kind of relationships or, or not relationships, but friendships that have either died on the vine or have kind of gone to seed. It's like, like part of the, there's a part of me where it's like, um, oh, maybe I was just a bit more invested in being their friend than they were. <laughs> maybe, me, maybe they had a totally, they viewed me and our friendship as kind of separate and different. And I was like, I was all for it. I was like, you know. Be my friend. We'll like go to each other's wedding, or something, you know. Um, and it's like not that you approve of it. What's that? <laughs> not that you approve of it. No, that's You'll not. Be there yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and I will scowl. And I will scowl. And and you know? It's happy. To, I'm happy to be on the invite list. Thank you. <laughs> Look, I'm happy for you, and I want the canapes. I will. I will be there. <laughs> but I disapprove of marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. <laughs> exactly. At least I have a goodie bag and one of those little candles with my names on. Because people go, people go a bit nuts for weddings. Yeah. Well, the 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 price of them is insane. I mean, oh, that's it. It's the cost. I think the that's probably my biggest ethical problem with yeah. weddings is is how expensive they are and what that amount of money yeah. represents to other people. You well, know? my my problem, my beef, my beef, my beef. Where's the beef? Is um that I mean, child like bearing children and marriage is like the two biggest growth industries for 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 any like um any economy so the government wants you to get married and have a baby because you inject money into the community into the economy if you have to do both and so, is that what people mean by it's a pro-natalist society uh, probably it sounds like it i've never heard that word before but... i heard that Word really recently, and it kind of fascinated me that people were able to find a word to talk about it. Yeah, because there's a lot of pressure on people to, you know, I mean, you got you've got examples from everything from those people who are childless and go through IVF and just have a really hard time to incels who can't get laid and feel like society owes them. It's like it is yeah. a lot of it structural. Yeah, and, and um, it's not necessarily correct or true or right for you. It's like yeah. I'm really looking forward to the rule book just getting thrown in the industrial shredder and just because that's what I mean. I you know I mean there's probably a whole bunch of other strands to it. It's not as it's, they're not as cut and dry. But I think I see the repeal of Roe versus Wade as being part of that. Sort of Texas going, um, well everyone's dying from COVID, so we need to like bring stimulate more money. Let's just make sure more people have babies or something. And it's like you know, which is very um. But you, don't you think it would have more babies if you just paid them better and they felt secure yeah, and safe? Yeah, it was and always happy that. Yeah. <laughs> and dealt with the 
dealt with the environment so they didn't feel like they were raising someone just to deliver them into a fireball of hell. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I felt very conflictive about, conflicted about having, having had children. I mean, not because of my children. I love my children. They're beautiful. I, I love them. But sometimes I think, what have I gone and done? What have mm. I, what have, you know, what's, what's your life really going to be like? Yeah, yeah. What have I delivered them unto? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Heaven or <laughs> <laughs> That's right. um, but yes, well, I just looked it up pronatalist relating to the policy or practice of encouraging people to have children. So, yeah, like the baby bonus yeah, and things like yeah. that. And yeah, it's all about, I think, you know, how they've gone about it, though. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they've sort of just kind of gone, yes, yes, don't let us stop you, please <laughs> procreate. <laughs> you know, um. But that's very strange because I just think because my my thing has always been I don't need a, a piece of paper from the government to tell me how I feel about somebody. Especially that's about marriage anyway. It's like my favourite comedian, one of my favourite comedians, Doug Stanhope, has this whole bit where he says, oh, I can't understand the concept of marriage. I mean, I can't understand why it is that you'd be with somebody and it, it'd be like, baby, what we got going is so good. We got to get the government involved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I like that. Yeah, I just think that's so clever. <laughs> I, do, I'm a, I do feel I think that there it's not necessarily marriage; it's sort of partnership that I'm a bit sort of curious about, and mm. a bit I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm. I've always sort of comforted myself with this idea that it's all right, I don't want anybody anyway, but I can see so much of that as just being evidence of trauma now. And it's a bit like, oh, yeah. do I really feel like this? Don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I get lonely. God's sake, I, get, I, I can be really lonely. But it's not- oh, sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. It just reminded me of that um, that great James A. Castor line in, in Mock the Week when he's like, uh, if I said you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? I'm so lonely. I'm so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I love that, and he just sort of shimmies off like he's doing this little dance, and it's just beautiful. Brilliant, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's like, yeah. I mean, but and just the idea, like, just somehow that, yeah, you know, your marriage, your your relationship holds no value unless you can get a hundred people to all celebrate it with you. And you can get the government to become to, to bind you into a contract. <laughs> it's like, please. It must have some sort of citizenship history, though. I mean, marriage is 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 a way to form a legal arrangement. Oh, yeah. It's a law, it's a legal isn't well, it? Ultimately. And yeah. now we've got laws that give legal protections outside of marriage. Mm. It does seem a little bit like, well, why? Yeah. Well, there's all those things like about, you know, about ownership and about land and about you know, this is, my, this is my wife. She shares the land with me. But if I die in battle, she gets the land, um, you know. Oh, that moment, that's, that's sort of a, that's definitely a step forward from where it was when if you die, you can't leave it to your daughters and the daughters have to marry and, you Yeah, know, right, yeah. Like that, that Jane Austen era when, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because it didn't used to be, like, women weren't allowed to inherit it's just I don't know. Every time yeah. I pick at it, I find myself making this this horrible wound of misogyny bleed again, and it's like, ah, yeah. oh, 
wish that it wouldn't always come back to this. Yeah, exactly. This desperate need to control women and women's bodies. Yeah, and, yeah. You know? Yeah. I, 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 I don't think it's <laughs> What's that? I don't think it's healthy. No, I'll yeah. say it. It's not good. Not good at all. I don't think it's good. <laughs> I don't know. Not and not good for you like, all your money. <laughs> <laughs> Like Frederica and Venetia and Arabella to inherit my estate, and I won't be <laughs> I shall not tarry about it any further. <laughs> hey, did you see that amazing sketch? Or did you send me that amazing sketch? I don't know where it came from, but it was an old Australian TV sketch bit, and it had amazing people like that lovely um, Rosalind. Oh, and it's, it's got really, really good people in it, yeah. and it's it's um, set in a drawing room of a of a sort of Regency household, and they just keep bashing into the furniture and knocking things over, and then they start dancing and knock over more furniture. No, no, so, I've seen that. Amazing. Somebody posted it. I know I've saved it somewhere. I'll I'll dig yeah. it up and find it. If anybody, uh, Michaela is in it briefly. Oh, okay. Um, I might have been, with, and the Ros Hammond sounds like me. Ros Hammond, yeah, that that the one who's like. You've got no dignity, Muriel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You're terrible. I just thought she was brilliant. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. No, she's it's great. Very... But, no, I haven't seen that one. Like, um, oh, uh, it's, like, sad when you sort of um, – no, it's not sad, but it's great. It's great when you find something new that you really like. Yeah. And speaking of, speaking of finding new things that you really like, I am absolutely – obsessed with a new song and I was thinking about like that should be my Twitter bio if you were looking to follow someone who has a passionate passionate commitment to some new song roughly every week or two weeks yeah did you send me did you send me the song I'm trying to get I'm literally trying to I'm I am in deep evangelical mode over this band at the moment I and it started because on Twitter someone who I follow tweeted this adorable tweet saying he was this dude's dad and he thought that this was a great song and we should listen to it and I'm a proud dad. And I thought that is so cute. Yeah. I went and listened to it and I was like, that's a really good song. Yeah. And then the other day I realised that it had been a while since I'd sort of consolidated my new music likes and stuff. So I got my my playlist of music from YouTube and my um tweet I'm just trying to pull it all together I take photographs sometimes of posts that have a good track and to, to find it again and I've got like 16 new tracks yeah right. they're all amazing some of them are from TikTok some of them are from Twitter some of them are from YouTube some of them are from Instagram like Bags by Claro that yeah, is just right. such a good song yeah, I love okay. it but the new one is DMAs and I'm realizing that because I'm so out of the loop I never know how famous these bands are like DMAs are doing really well but I'd never heard of them, so I assumed that no one else had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Isn't that weird? Like, I always kind of, like, find that, I don't know, I just, my, I'm never up with the latest bands, I think, but then. Too exhausting, though, yeah. indie. but I indie. find things, like, 30, 20, 30 years after they exist, you know, like, I finally fell in love with Black Sabbath, like, six, seven years ago. <laughs> and, um. What's that band um, that Edgar Wright's gone and made the film about? Is it called Sparks? Sparks, yeah. I watched that. I haven't, I haven't heard Sparks, but I'm really interested to hear them because they sound like that kind of band that I I would probably get a lot out of. Yeah. But 
and that whole cult following thing makes you feel a little bit of shame. You well, go, it's kind of weird because I I watched that movie and I reviewed it for the radio, and part of me was like, you know, I had always seen Sparks albums in record stores from years and years of collecting, and I'd always look at their covers and go, this looks great. Who is this? I should check this out. And then I never got around <laughs> to it. And then when the documentary happened, I was like, oh, that, that, that was some some importance to this band that kept turning up and I kept seeing and um but then it was almost like I saw this documentary and the documentary kind of told me um ah oh, well you missed out because everyone loves them and you didn't catch the train so <laughs> it sucks to be you yeah, that's right and I'm like all right that's all right and then, you know great and big into them that happens with everything it's like when you you find some amazing comedian who someone goes oh I've loved them since Blah blah blah, and the BTS people are having the same thing. Like we call people who have just discovered them baby army. So a baby army yeah. might not know all of the the jokes and the memes and the you know the best videos. And there seems to be a general consensus that they should be nurtured and brought into the flock because this, this is always this this sort of conversation that's happening about are we being the best possible people yeah. in order to be BTS fans because BTS would expect, BTS deserve us to be the best people that we can be. <laughs> and it's, oh, I can't believe I say it that way, but that's how it feels. Yeah. You go, what would I do? How would I behave if Sugar was watching? <laughs> what would I say if RM was going to read this tweet, you know? Yeah. How would I feel? I had to meet Tae Hung and he's got this massive vibe-ometer and if he doesn't like you, it'll end up in a compilation video on YouTube before you can blink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gives death stares. He doesn't like Charlie Poof. Doesn't like Charlie Poof. Doesn't like all these different people and it's like... Yeah, right. I don't even know how any of these people are. <laughs> uh, I'm so old. Movie. I think... <laughs> no, they're pop stars. And I was the... when I was putting together this playlist, I was sort of realising that I'm still... I'm still interested in getting getting access to new music and I'll sort of go wherever the new music is. Yeah. And so my, my current source of new music is Instagram posts and TikTok videos that I watch, mm. not necessarily on TikTok because I find the first page a bit busy and overwhelming and stressful. Yeah. But, um, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I miss being on the radio. I miss putting together playlists and, like, DJing and playing stuff on the radio. Yeah. That was a really great outlet for this kind of love yeah. we need to look into this um um spotify um thing you was yeah you were talking about that yeah. it was like radio with permissions or something. yeah yeah so you just basically make a podcast and you um use um and you you're you get a you know you can use spotify's license to display music so you could talk and so it is about like curating a playlist but you get to talk in between the tracks and all the tracks are kind of cross-referenced and um so basically, you know, you line it up with the talk break, you, you load the track in, and whoever listens to your podcast can then go and, like, it, it'll skip to the song while it's playing and they get to look at that or, you know. So it's amazing. It's like, yeah, like DJing. It's in, but I think it'd be, um, it's amazing. It's an in, inexhaustible library of music to, like, do that with. And I, I think that's like a fun. I'm thinking about starting, like, getting a proper Spotify account to make playlists. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I'm worried I won't be cool enough because I hate myself, and that's why that person unfollowed me. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> it really fucked with me. 
really made, made me feel sad because yeah, yeah I mean I, I get it I get it I'm like oh I feel embarrassed I feel embarrassed like and that and that's I don't I I don't I, I want everybody to like me, but I don't like everyone. And so I go, well, I'm not, everybody, not everybody's going to like me. That's fine. Yeah. But then there's a part of me that goes, well, why don't you like me? What did I do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it something I can fix? Yeah. Tell me something I can fix. <laughs> and, and if it was something you could fix, would you necessarily want to fix it? Like what if somebody unfollowed you because you said that you believe in something that you actually do believe in? Mm. And I guess that's the whole cancel culture argument that's happening, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I've watched so many of my heroes just been totally destroyed. Not, and that's fine. If they were assholes, if they were jerks, that's okay. It's okay. And I think the stories of people who they've abused and been cruel to, they need to come out and they're valid. But it does sort of like, it's a bit like Squid Game. There's like hardly anybody left. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, have you been watching it? I'm about to watch the last episode. Oh, my God. How good is it? Oh, I'm super excited. I love it. I think it's really, really clever and beautiful. The only thing that I did um, is when they have to cast white actors, the voices. Oh, I know, right? Isn't it shameful? It's like, <laughs> it's like, the, like they just pick the local, local uh, expat um, actors. <laughs> yeah. like, you can speak English and American accent, can't you? Yes, I can. <laughs> Just watch me. Let me yeah, let me show you my headshot. Just watch me act. Watch me act now. Tell me I'm acting. Tell me. I'm good acting. <laughs> and the lines are really hammy too. But you know, I love I think it is an absolutely brilliant brilliant yeah. TV show. And my, I think this is why it's so My boring. only issue with it um, with something it just rankled me that, you know, to Spoiler alert, sorry. I'm quite passionate about concealing spoilers. Of course, of course. Oh. But if you've only got one episode to go, you would have caught. I mean, no. Yeah. Oh, I had a dream that someone was spoiling Squid Game. They were walking ahead of me and I got really mad at them. Yeah, right. Because, right. yeah, like that, that. Um, the fact that they kind of queer-coded that villain where it's like, you know, oh, I want to, you know, yeah. and then let's go and have Yeah, I know, I, know, I know what you mean. I, I think I think that there is a, a homophobia in that yeah. scene that is not really yeah. acceptable. Kind of like, um, well, well, I'm it's, look how evil I really am. <laughs> it's like Jesus yes. Christ! You thought I was bad. I'm even worse. I'm homosexual. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just, but you know, like tropes are tropes, and I think it takes a bit of you know, a few a few goes around the roundabout before they really kind of lose their traction. Yeah. Sure. And people keep seeing them, especially people who are, well, you know, people who, I don't know how this, I don't know. Wow. I'm going to cut so many of that aborted attempts to start <laughs> sentence. <laughs> All right. Are we back on track? Are we, are we over the spoiler part? Are we going? We apologise for the delay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Know that you have a choice when you travel. <laughs> yeah. Your listenership is very important to us, and we'll, we'll continue <laughs> with the next available podcast host. <laughs> yes, that's it. You are now number yeah. one. Yes. <laughs> you have advanced in the queue. <laughs> Your number it's like, is now. Are you aware of many of us? What was that last year? <laughs> are you aware that many of our services can be accessed online? <laughs> Would you like us to text you a link? And you go, 
that's right. That's right. I'm here because your link didn't work. <laughs> if I could have done it already, don't you think I would have? Yes, that's right. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, and what really annoys me is when you're on the phone to one of those, one of those robot voices, and they say I. I am having trouble understanding you. And I find myself going, you're not an I. You're not a person. This is like telling me that the lamp has a problem, all right? You can't understand this. This is your programming's fault. Yeah. You're not going to take this personally because you're not a person. Yeah, that's right. Isn't it bizarre? Really it's so bizarre. It's like, I'm... There's a whole bunch of um, academic writing about how they were all female. All of the assistant voices yeah. are all female because ultimately we perceive of females as servants. Yeah, that's fucked. Alexa, Siri, Cortana. Yeah. The Google Maps. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's fucked. Everybody is a girl waiting to cater to your every need. Yeah. And that, it's the male gaze thing that. Yeah. You know, that's pretty, that's the, pretty bad. I mean, yeah, I kind of, um, like, have you noticed those people on TikTok or somewhere like they've been using that whole music and doing interpretive dance and music videos? Like, no, that, that terrible that. that terrible music is like this really bad kind of navel gazy crystal crystal healing kind of well it's like the hold music the classical hold music that they're using in squid game yeah you know i always think that's where they run out of bat, run out of budget kind of like shit we've got no money left we'll oh, just use classical music Yeah, but it's also kind of that you know this is so and I I find myself wondering what the people who were there when that piece of music was originally performed like in a in a ballroom or a chamber and and they would have been super excited and Mm. and that's how you know new pieces of classical music used to be kind of announced to the world like it's not like Beyonce and you just drop it and Twitter lights up yeah they had to get the orchestra there and rehearse it and then play it for a group of Important and so much of it is like, um, well, you know, so much of it was derided when it came out. It was the, it was the heavy, oh, they were riots, heavy metal apparently. of its day. They classical music. What's that? There've been riots at the launch. Yeah, right. Wow. Music. Okay, I didn't know. That. You know? Wow. Yeah, it's quite fascinating, really. It's so tempting to think of classical music that exists in a sphere and for people that. Yeah. Aren't us? Reminds me of this gorgeous. Someone's gone and translated all of this ancient. Chinese poetry and it's it's about the women are really beautiful and the wine tastes good and I'm having a great time. Like, <laughs> this is really like funny. this is the this is the ancient um, Chinese equivalent of woohoo, I'm off my fucking phrase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. YOLO <laughs> Yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. <laughs> they're all they're all memes of some form or rather, aren't they? <laughs> I think it's an illusion that we don't have a great deal in common with our ancestors. Yeah, yeah, for sure. sure. It's an illusion that gets used to make us think that we don't have anything to learn from people in the past, and we do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're kind of, you know, I always think back about, you know, the women that were around centuries ago, um, you know, like even like turn of the century London where you have like, you know, there's this kind of modern conception of them, this kind of modern down and outers, toothless people in the in a pub like doing the can can and like um wearing their corsetry or whatever or just you know but but they were you know they were scrubbers or whatever and I go 
is was that us? Is that us? Like, <laughs> is that my demographic from back then? The the artists and Bohemians at the pub where they're like, you know. Yeah, the woman with the naked breast dropping her baby because she likes gin too much. Like the judgment, the judgment. <laughs> I don't remember that one, but you know that famous painting. Oh my I god! I, I just think I it's a, I think it's an etching. It's like the 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 scourge that was homemade gin. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, but you know, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, a lot of the times people will blame the women and they'll sort of ascribe all of the badness and the wickedness to women. And there's this great line in an episode of the trial of Christine Keeler, which I was watching. It's on iView and it's really, it's really quite good. Although when one of the characters, sorry, it's very good. It's worth watching, but it's, um, it's worth watching for Amelia Fox, who I don't know if you know her, but she's the daughter of James Fox, who was in Brideshead Revisited and things like that. Like, um, yeah. I think he's probably the main guy in Chariots of Fire. I might be wrong yeah. about that one. But anyway, so Amelia Fox's character is the wife of this guy, John Profumo, who was the defence secretary and he'd had the affair with Christine Keeler and then it all came out and he denied it and blah, blah, blah. It was like, it's wow. quite exciting. Yeah, it's, right. very, it's really scary. And she says, are women always to be blamed for the weaknesses and wickedness of men? Yeah, right. <laughs> Such a- That's great. <laughs> I love it. I love her. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I watched that movie Emerald City. Like you, you recommended it to me. <laughs> it was all right. It was possible, kind of you know. Oh my god! Drama. See, I saw it at a time in my life when it just made such an impression on me that I, I love it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Love it. This like. I'm I'm a bit hurt that you didn't just love it, but then I go, no, hang on. I saw it more like around when the time it came out, yeah. and it was. Oh, well, you know, some films of, are like they just. It's, it's just a film play. play. I mean, it's, it's a play. Yeah, exactly. But it's like you know, and they're always. I watched the new that new Cruella movie, and it was a combination of being uh, on tour in Sydney, um, and having not been in a cinema properly because of COVID and like um, just, and it's a wonderful film and it's kind of got great reviews, but I remember feeling like, you know, um, is my viewing of the film kind of coloured by this buoyant vibe or something? <laughs> Am I just kind of, you know, wrapped up in it and people, other people going, that movie was crap. When I watch this fucking movie. <laughs> Sorry, but I, that's that's what like what what we were talking about in a previous episode was that the art is sort of created in in a in a, an agreement between the audience or the reader or the viewer and the artist and you know in, in comedy you've got this situation where it's all happening in real time and and you know the energy people feel, and live plays are the same yeah but um you know that, um I think you do bring a lot of your own experience when you're forming a favorite like. It's like a tweet that I sent to David Acaster, actually. Yeah, yeah. He was saying that he wasn't sure if this band that he had liked when he was younger was as good as they were, listening back to it now, and it's like they're not. Mm. And I I was saying that I think your memories are formed in different ways depending on the amount of pressure and energy that you put into them. Yeah, sure. So you might have an absolutely great printed memory of something that's not really as great as you thought it was, but because it was the greatest thing you'd seen at the time... Yeah. Well, you really were there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really in the moment. 
it's got this like really important meaning to you and it's that's not necessarily something that other people will get will have yeah exactly exactly it's a combination of so many factors into why something has value to you like i've fallen in love with this terrible terrible song lately um the only reason i love it is because i watched my friend do this hilarious interpretive dance to it over 15 years ago at some bar in um in fitzroy melbourne <laughs> it was like we were like drunk really enjoying ourselves having a lovely night and my friend decided to do this full dance to this song by the band sticks which is the song is mr roboto which is this terrible what's that Christian rock band, aren't they? Sticks with a Y? Yeah, I'm not sure about Christian rock, but, you know, they were certainly a prog band. They, um, they, One of their biggest hits was Come Sail Away, which was like, you know, it was redone in the South Park movie or whatever. And, um, but, yeah, like Mr. Roboto, it's just so, it's so, it has such fanfare to it. And kind of like, you know, and, um, and I just love it. I think it's the cheesiest and most kind of bad taste thing I've listened to at the moment. But I love it just more for personal reasons of seeing my friend dance to it. <laughs> yeah, and that's your memory. Your memory has, has used all of that emotion and energy and, and humour to, yeah. to sort of glue that song into your mind. I was just thinking, like, the this new playlist that I've made with these yeah. these songs on it, I'm not sure if these songs are good. All I know is that they they got stuck on my in my mind, and some of them like, uh, uh, "You're just like my favorite song going round round my head," that one, right. and so I'm picking up British sketch vibes. <laughs> I got that one, and also with the little girl's version, which I just love. Yeah, right. And I feel like this whole playlist is, I don't know where it came from. I don't i don't know how I birthed it. It feels really quite unusual. And I love it. I love that. I love that these songs have got underneath my defences, you know, and why would I be defending myself against things that give me joy and pleasure? It's like, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's great, you know. And it's so weird what you know what what it's so weird what what we gravitate to and what why why songs appeal to us in all these different ways. And these frag this fragment culture at the moment, like the TikToks and the 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 thirty seconds or the fifteen seconds, the looping. Yeah. And it's like they have to pick this bit of the song that is. I don't know. It's got a different quality, and when you hear it in the context of the whole song, you sometimes go, "Oh." That's only a tiny little bit of his song. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, isn't that weird? It's like, it's so weird too because it's kind of like, I mean, that has become the disposable nature of comedy. I mean, not so comedy, music. Like, you know, just um, that, that people can, well, people can reappropriate a song like that. And, you know, like l- leading into that, it kind of makes me, remind me of the, this whole culture that's happening on TikTok now where someone will remix your comedy video. If you do a comedy video, someone remixes it and gets more views than you and stuff. Like, oh my God, it's so weird. There's a comedian who does these great, um, you know, those those cute little passion plays that people do, where it's two people, two characters just talking to each other. It's the same person or something, and they have some witty back and forth and whatever. <laughs> yes, like Matt Green. I've just discovered him. He's he's uh, talking to himself, interviewing himself. Videos are very funny. I like. Yeah, that. for sure. But then someone will actually like animate that or do it or put a straight filter on it or actually they will mime to it and then 
that will become get more hits or even just as much hits as that. And it's like that's so weird, you know. Like, well, it's, it's like that Fleetwood Mac song, you know, yeah. like that became famous. That guy with his skateboard and his cranberry juice, and it was like, yeah, was so <laughs> yeah. Then Mick Fleetwood does his version of it, and you just go, okay. The barriers between the famous people and the people, the other people, yeah. is, is different. I don't know. It's, it exactly. feels like the walls are coming down a bit. Yeah, it's kind of you know. I mean, in Fleetwood Mac's case, at least they still get to kind of claim some ownership to what's happening. But it's just strange that it's like, um, well, you know, it's like if I if someone mimed one of my comedy sets, and then you know, the person who mimed it gets six million views, and I still have only three hundred or something. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like that hurts. oh, our. <laughs> But at the same time, it's the nature that my friend wrote this tweet um, five or six years ago. It went gangbusters. But, you know, he, like, uh, couldn't remain credited to it. It just went off. It was it became its own thing, but none of it none of it made its way back to him. <laughs> Peppy the Frog. You remember that guy trying to get control of Peppy the Frog back? Yeah. There's a documentary about symbol. that I really want to see. I heard about. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. I guess the whole ownership is a bit weird at the moment. Yeah, for sure. I save pictures to my phone all the time and I don't really think very much of retweeting them or putting them on my Instagram. And sometimes I go, I don't know where I got this from because I took this picture on my phone so long ago, but this is perfect for this moment, so I'm going to use it. But yeah. It's it's all collage art. You're not saying that you made it. If I, you know. Yeah, exactly. Weird. Or even like just... You know, like memes, the very nature of a meme. It's like you go, I'm just going to copy this and paste it. I'm not accrediting myself with any ownership and nobody seems to say, oh, bravo, well, that, that was really funny what you put together there. But they're laughing with you that you found it and shared it. <laughs> it's like that amazing um, meme that came out after the earthquake, which was the set of lawn chairs and one lawn chair fell over. And <laughs> yeah, we will rebuild. Rebuild. <laughs> 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 I saw a couple of different versions of that and they were equally valid and very cute, but someone did come up with it in the beginning. Exactly, right? And now it's become the standard and now people just, those, those lawn chairs are famous and they just, pro, re, they kind of appropriate that for any earthquake around the world, you know? And it's like, exactly. you know, <laughs> it's like so strange, you know? it's so strange. Yeah, I wonder if it's always been like that, you know, like, yeah. Like if people have used songs and and jokes and posters. I mean, it's like the I want you to join the US Army or Rosie the Riveter or, you know, yeah. you can just dress up as that and people get it. I yeah. mean, that's that's what makes it travel, isn't it? Well, that's the thing is, though, is like some of these things, and I'm not I'm pretty sure I've got this right. Like it's like keep calm and carry on. Like that, you know, the, the, the 2010s will be defined by the ubiquitous, like, nature of that slogan and that campaign yeah and the reason and that was a real poster, yeah like and the reason behind that is because it's commissioned and owned by the government there's no copyright on it so because uh, the british government that just makes me, makes me think of all those brilliant scarborough council oh you know <laughs> oh, scarfolk scarfolk council yeah scarfolk. Oh, that's so good they're like two deaths yeah. <laughs> or that wonderful one Please, for, for more information, please reread. That's my favourite. <laughs> yes, so good. Oh, I just die every time. It's so good. They're so clever, aren't yeah. they? And I'm still not really sure who makes them, but I know that they're very clever. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I remember trying to get their, um, I mean, they, they released a book 
Like, but it was self-published or something, and I couldn't get it sent to Australia. And they went, no, oh, this no. does not deliver to your country. I hate that. Mm. Like, I hate it, especially when someone promotes it to me on Facebook or something, and I go, oh, I click, 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 and then you see the shipping costs, and you go, oh, fuck. Yeah, Especially from America, finally, like, things shipping. Yeah, you finally get charged, and you realise it's been telling you it's in um... US dollars. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> you yeah. yeah totally well actually I had that a lot recently because I had to go through the list of my books that got burnt in the fire and some of them I can't replace some of them yeah. are like available on eBay from different sellers and you go okay <laughs> so I can get this but it will be like $200 and I got it for free yeah. and it's just the whole the whole sort of value scramble that happens in your head when you go oh I'm not sure whether we've crossed this line uh, yet um Hermione I didn't know you were a book burner jeez (laughs) (laughs) hey look look I obviously was a was a very suitable candidate for a flaming a flaming death cleanse which is actually which is so funny because I wrote this I wrote this piece before the fire and it was about how it was about fire but it it, it it feels really prescient when I read it now. Yeah. And I just go, this is bizarre that this is how you were meta- metaphoring yeah, right. the time in my life. And it's like, yeah, it's it's very it's very intense. And that's kind of makes me believe a little bit in I don't know, the rhythms of of your life and your fate. That, yeah. that sometimes it does seem like weird things do really happen on the full moon or when those planets are in conjunction. Yeah. It's like Look, I don't know any more than anybody else, but this weird thing happened to me on this day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'm like so superstitious about all that sort of stuff. Like, you know, any any good opportunity that comes my way, I'm always worried about talking about it too soon. Like somehow, you know, that jinxing it by kind of the universe goes, Well, you weren't very like you weren't you didn't really keep it to yourself, did you? And we have rules about that. You know? Like a birthday wish. You told someone your birthday wish and now everything's yeah, ruined. Exactly. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to think what else there is. There's always that thing if I'm applying for a job and I'm sort of mm. going, I'm not sure if I really want this job. Or, or or you know, I'm applying for something that sort of I'm I'm sort of my uh, I'll decide when I get there. But then if my computer has yeah. a spasm or the um the the internet says, you know, oh you know, this this doesn't compute or 404 not found or like the computer says no yeah yeah my, my brain goes maybe i'm maybe i'm not maybe i'm not supposed to maybe the universe is maybe universe is saying don't this opportunity is bad <laughs> well that this isn't your path because there's like this whole theory in um a lot of spirituality which is that you need to tap into your your true path and you'll be attracted to the things that you're meant to but obviously we've been attracted to things that have not worked out well and you go well is this all just the wonderful learning experience it's I don't know this Jesus take the wheel type stuff and you go (laughs) no you still need to drive the car like you can still ask Jesus for help or the angels or whatever but for God's sake drive the car like yeah exactly exactly don't let him take the wheel for fuck's sake he's not real not in your car mm, mm. i mean i don't know i don't know I, don't, I mean i can see why people get so caught up in beliefs and you know it's hard trying to make sense of this world 
and sometimes it just doesn't make sense and that feels yeah weird yeah exactly exactly so you know so yeah i'm a bit of a superstitious person in a way like you know <laughs> i just dropped my glasses on the keyboard sorry everyone it's a song. sorry everyone in listener land <laughs> It's a sign. It's a sign. Yes, yes, ah. yes. I'm not meant to see this podcast at all. I can listen to it, but I can't see it. <laughs> oh, I not laugh. Oh, I did one. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that fills me with delight. <laughs> um, shall shall we uh, shall we um, farewell? Yeah, so the, this has been a good one. Isn't oh, it? Like really- Fifty minutes to an hour or something. Yes, that's great. It's been lovely to have a chat yeah. on a on a beautiful sunny Saturday afternoon, which unfortunately doesn't make me want to go outside. It makes me want to draw the curtains and watch Squid Game <laughs> yeah. because I don't really like bright sunny days. But um, oh no, I'm oh. feeling you. I'm feeling you. It's been miserable weather over here. It's been raining on and off most days, so it's kind of like you know, um, I'm I'm all about the curling up on the couch. And me and Max have been out for a good four hours of the day, so I can we can probably just take the rest of the night off. <laughs> yep uh, that's a good idea especially with kids like because even like even if they say they've got lots and lots of energy it usually means they're sort of running on too high temperature and their fuse is about to blow it's not a good thing when a child is really bouncing off the yeah walls. exactly exactly to yeah. <laughs> tell yeah that's right that's right yeah enjoy enjoy your weekend with with um with max and yeah. yeah. Um, good night. Love you and, lots. and good night, Australia. <laughs> good, night, Australia. good night, Australia. Even though it's the afternoon, go have a nap, Australia. It's nap time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yay. Yes. Right. Well, love, love <laughs> everybody, and we will chat to you. We'll be we'll have another podcast episode really soon. We will, and this one will go up soon because we were a bit late with the with this one. Yeah. So like. I hope you haven't been, you know, wringing your hands and chewing on your fingernails waiting for this one because uh, that would be bad for you. Yeah. Um, yes. But uh, here it is. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Chew, chew your hands no more. <laughs> chew on this instead. Exactly. Good night. <laughs> Yay.